faced just where I could see the ashtray vibrate and drummed on the steering wheel to get my juices flowing. My body seemed to be waking up in sections. My hands and feet were behaving normally, but my nose was still cold, and the pit of my stomach felt as if I'd swallowed a coil of old rope. My brain was handling basic stuff like driving the car and humming off-key, but it was still coming up blank on the day of the week. On the highway, I spotted the neon glare of an all-night convenience store. Pulled in and bought an enormous styrofoam cup of black coffee. I slurped it anxiously, burning my lips as I drove east toward Pioneer Park. Tuesday, I remembered suddenly. It was Monday night when I went to bed, so this has to be Tuesday morning. Thank you, Juan Valdez. Turning off the highway into the quiet residential neighborhood leading to the park, I doused the radio, rolled my window down, and sucked in a big, delicious nose full of Minnesota in May. Lilacs, fresh-turned earth, sheep manure, and grass cuttings. Heaven should only have it so good. Was last winter the longest and coldest on record, or do I ask that every year in May? Anyway, Minnesota winters do make you really appreciate spring. Everyone in Rutherford says that, to explain to tourists why we live so far north in the temperate zone. Strangers, meeting me for the first time, often ask me where I'm from. They think I'm an immigrant because my face looks wrong for the upper Midwest, where most people are of Scandinavian, Irish, and German descent, and have pale skin and blue eyes. My skin is cinnamon-colored, and I have, as a tactful teacher once put it, mixed features. Straight black hair, almond-shaped dark brown eyes, dimples, and a nose like the late Shah of Iran's or Montezuma's, depending on how you look at it. The jury is still out on who contributed what to my bloodlines, but I'm as native as it's possible to get. Besides being born here, I was a ward of the state of Minnesota until I was 18 years old. I grew up in Waseca, also in Wabasha, Awatana, Faribault, Winona, and Albert Lee. The foster home system keeps leftover kids from starving in snowbanks, but stability in caregivers is not one of its features. And, to be fair, it's hard to place a kid who doesn't seem to fit any of the choices on the line marked race. Most of my other caseworkers ended up checking the box after other. I never met my parents, but I know who brought me into the world. The night janitor at the Red Wing Holiday Inn. He stepped outside to smoke a joint one crisp October evening 32 years ago, heard what he thought was a kitten in the dumpster, and dug me out of a mound of potato peelings. The night clerk called 911. By morning, I was warmed up and my paperwork was started. I was case file number 2975864 before I had my eyes open. Given my unpromising beginnings, conventional wisdom might have predicted a career on the other side of law enforcement. And, in fact, by junior high, I was well on my way toward validating statistical probabilities, lightheartedly exploring the joys of truancy, pot-smoking, and petty crime. But then a talented teacher in the Winona public school system noticed that math was easy for me and persuaded me to try studying. Trust me, he said, It won't make your balls fall off to learn something, and it's fun. Learning was not in vogue in my set. I had to smuggle the textbook home under my coat. At first, I only did it to get his attention. But before long, he'd shown me that information itself was a kick in the pants. By the end of the year, he had signed me up for summer math camp in the North Woods, and I never went back to prowling cars.
I turned into a math and science nerd with just enough attitude to try for a scholarship at Rutherford Junior College. A thousand tests later, I got a shot at the Rutherford Police Department, and now I carry a badge that says I'm a good guy. Sometimes I have a guilty feeling that I picked up all the marbles when nobody was looking. Expecting flashing dome lights, I almost missed Vince's unlighted squad car parked in a dense shade under a big oak. A little side gate stood open, a gap in the hedge-lined chain-link fence that rings Pioneer Park. Harley Munt was just visible, waiting in shadow inside the gate. No lights showed in the half-dozen houses that faced the park. Crickets chattered in the thick, velvety darkness under the trees. I closed my car door gently and walked to the gate in silence. Hey, Jake, Harley growled softly through his big mustache. He pushed the gate closed as we shook hands. A thick-set, meaty young guy. He'd only been on the Rutherford force a couple of years, most of the time on the night shift where I saw...